0: to be a hater something so sweet about thinking that i'm better just to wake up every morning lay in bed and somehow never ever rise to the occasion or even hold up under pressure the way it feels to be a hater, something so sweet about thinking that i better, Just my mic in check, wave at some of the people in the
1: Instagram live stream, but what's good everybody, welcome to the Omnius Podcast, this is episode 80, I believe 83, 84, And we're going to be dealing with the topic here of dealing with Christianity. Basically, a lot of people, they hit me up in my DMs and so on and so forth, and they ask me questions about Christ. Other people, they are transitioning. Let me wait for everybody to come on back in here. I don't even know. I don't know what just happened. I was doing my podcast. I was doing the intro and everything, and it just just shut down on me. I don't even know why that happened. So the live stream is randomly ended, but I guess we can just start back from what we was doing from then. How you doing? I am doing fine, Miss Mella underscore ninja. Why did you leave Christianity? We about to get into that. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? So we're, we're recording a podcast. This is episode, what, 83, 84? And basically the topic at hand is leaving Christianity or rather how to deal with your family once you have left Christianity. And basically, some people, they transition in their spiritual journey from thinking that God is outside of themselves or thinking that they need a savior to then understanding that they are their own savior. They're the ones that's, you know, it's it's up to them in terms of how their life goes. It's not determined based upon an entity outside of themselves or a certain deity that's coming to save them. And if y'all didn't know, Jesus is not coming back for your black ass I didn't know if you knew but I just had to let you know he's not coming back for your black ass the only person who's coming to save you is you and you're the only person that could be responsible for how your life personally goes 24-7 but you know what to to start off the podcast my friend Claire done hit up in here left two years ago I left in 2017 the beginning of 2017 I officially cut off myself from Christianity at the beginning of 2017 matter of fact we'll get into a little story time before we even get into the the subject matter Miss Monique Bonnet uh Bennett excuse me Miss Monique Bennett says I love Christianity and I've been excommunicated by so many so-called friends and family we's gonna get into that seventh time what's good Christian friendships are temporary well it can be so you don't believe in the Lord anymore nope you're a God, and once you realize that, everything works out well. Well, we're going to get into that too. <laughs> because the what happens is when you become God, or when you realize your identity as God, now more accountability is on you. You, you no longer have the privilege or the uh, ability to point outside of yourself, or say, the devil made me do this, or it's God that did this, or God is punishing me. Now you have to really reflect, you have to self-reflect and be like, what am I doing in my life that is causing all this, all this chaos? So if anything, I won't say it's easier. It is more, it's more, there's more clarity. You know what I'm saying? It's, I won't say it's easier, but there's definitely more clarity for you to understand what's going on in your life rather than to say, oh, the devil is in my life or it's all this sin in my flesh and All these other type of things, you know, but get into story time, right? So I was give you all a little background. If y'all don't really know my background and stuff like that for the newcomers and people who just getting to know your boy, right? I was raised up in a very religious household, both sides of the family. Both my mother and my father are, they both come from strict religious households. Both of my grandfathers were leader of the deacon boards. Both of my grandmothers were leaders of the deaconesses. My mother was the one of the financial advisors of people of the church. My dad, my bad, I don't know why the connection is trying to mess up on me right now. But um, my dad, he in the choir, he's in the choir. Sometimes he leads the choir and stuff like that. So it runs deep in my family bloodline. I'm actually supposed to be a minister as we speak. We see how that turned out, (laughs) but I was supposed to be a minister. That's what was destined on my life. I was prophesied by the pastor of the church that I was going to be a preacher. I don't think he saw all the way into that vision, but that's basically what he said. But however, I do know my gift. I do have the gift to analyze and break things down and analyze and I guess teach in a way. Let me read some of these comments real quick. Mr. Dan, the man, says, I don't believe in religion. It's a personal relationship. We're going to get into that in a second. Uh, Kim Reese Shop, the energy. What's good? Appreciate it. Anyone born from 1981 to 1996 definitely should know better. Anyone after 96 definitely ain't going for that Christian mess. Well, you'd be surprised. you will be surprised. There go David with the signature of... <laughs> to, the, to the religions. But, um... I was raised up in the church I was destined to be A preacher and a pastor and all those other type of Stuff and For anybody who went to school With me you You knew if you've seen the the Picture of me with my grandmother and my brother I had a whole Set I'm talking about in my Bible things written down Highlighted everything I Had bookmarks on bookmarks I had a big Cross i would be walking around school You read the Bible every morning And every night I knew the Bible back of my hand type of thing. I knew the Bible like 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 I, how I know Star Wars and I'm a big Star Wars geek for my Star Wars fans out there. And I started doing ministry, online ministry when I was thirteen. Twelve to thirteen. So from from when I was twelve to when I was fourteen, I was really deep into doing ministry, teaching, um all this other type of stuff i was so advanced in knowing the bible and be like and being a christian even the pastor of the church was amazed at my knowledge the people in the church they couldn't talk me when it came to the bible when it came to knowing scripture i was just that advanced in knowing the bible and knowing christian traditions and stuff I was so advanced that I used to listen to atheists for fun just so that I can get a better understanding on their perspective so that I can learn how to combat whatever type of ideas and things that they had. That's how well advanced I was in the Bible and things of that matter. So not to give you the whole shebang, but we speed on up after I turn like 15 or after I turned, Yeah, once I turned 15 years old, something very tragic happened in my life. And it shifted everything in terms of my beliefs and my perspectives. And so once I was like 16, 17, I still held on to that belief. But now I started to blackify it. I began to negrofy it. Instead of believing in just Jesus, I believed in a black Jesus. I believed in a Yeshua or Yahshua or whatever the case is, right? But... The tradition, the religion was still the same. It doesn't matter if you paint Jesus black. It doesn't matter how many times you tried to say Christianity was in Africa before it was in Europe. The tradition of the, the Christian religion that most black people practice in America, 99% of the time, came from the plantation. It came from the Europeans. And I don't know how many times people have to really um, pinpoint on that. I don't know how many times like people really can't grasp that idea that Christianity, the the Christianity that black people practice in America, came from the plantation. It didn't come from Ethiopia. It didn't come from Egypt. It came from the plantation. It came from the European. You practice the same religion that the slave master does. That that your so-called oppressor does. And I don't know why it's so hard for a lot of black people to grasp that. And you know, when I would tell black people this... You'd be like, well, Christianity was in Africa before it was in Europe. But you come from West Africa. Most of your descendants are are from West Africa. You are of African descent. You derive from West Africa. You ain't got nothing to do with them people in Ethiopia and Egypt. So what are we talking about? Ethiopia and Egypt make up merely 5 to 10% of Africa. Now, there were great civilizations in Ethiopia and in Egypt, or what we call now Ethiopia and Egypt. But... To to try and limit spirituality to just Christianity, when there are thousands, thousands upon thousands of different spiritual perspectives and outlooks within Africa, which is a continent, but people talk, talk about Africa like it's a country. There's hundreds upon thousands of different perspectives on the outlook of God. So to even talk about Christianity, that's the major, that's the main religion, or that's the main spiritual system, that's the main outlook in terms of life itself. Yeah, like, like I was saying, there's a lot of great civilizations in Ethiopia and Egypt, even going to Kemet and Nubia and so on and so forth, or in Kush. But, you know, that doesn't make up spirituality in itself. You even look in the conscious community. I used to, I remember a time, a lot of people used to just really be hell bound on Egypt. and And Egypt is a great civilization. It was a great civilization for its time. There's a lot of great stuff you could learn. Alchemy, chemistry, you know, the zodiacs, the horoscopes, all type of stuff. And and the major, the three major religions come from Kemet. They come from Egypt. But that's not the end-all be-all to when it comes to our spirituality. That's not the end-all be-all when it comes to outlook of consciousness in itself. There were many great civilizations throughout Africa, many great civilizations throughout Mesopotamia, throughout Asia, throughout the Americas, you know, and they all had their own special outlook on life. They all had their own uh, mystic or, or mystery schools and so on and so forth. There were people that would travel from Greece, from Rome, from different parts of the world and would, you know, would travel into different parts of Africa or travel in different parts of the world in in different parts of India even and would travel to learn... About the meaning of life and, and, and enlightenment itself, and philosophy and science, and so on and so forth. So, you know, when it comes to spirituality, and like to the person who asked me about, you know, it's not just a religion, it's a personal relationship. You can't have a personal relationship with a fictional being, respectfully, <laughs> but you can't have a personal relationship with a fictional being, it's, it's not possible now. Is Jesus a historical character? He could have existed. But just because he could have existed doesn't mean that the character that you read in the Bible existed. There are many times throughout history where people have deified historical characters. They have deified historical characters. And so, or or rather they have put historical characters in mythologies. And so because of that, you know... You could put Denzel in a comic book, and then 2,000 years later, people would think that Denzel was a divine being just because he historically existed. (laughs) But Denzel was just a historical figure that they used in a certain story, or in a movie, or whatever the case is. The same thing applies to... It paused again, or it said that I paused. But um, Jesus could have been a historical character. He could have existed but whatever whoever was influenced by the teachings of jesus or the character of jesus they put him and personified him in a mythology and created a religion which i personally believe that was never the intention of jesus to begin with jesus never intended for him to be a messianic figure you know what i'm saying if you really study the teachings of jesus he never implied for people to worship him to have a personal relationship with him He always emphasized on people having a personal relationship with the father, having their own spiritual journey. You know what I'm saying? The works I do, you do also in greater. You study the Gnostic Gospels. He tells, you know, his disciples that the kingdom of heaven, the son of man is within you and you are supposed to find that being and follow after that. Not follow after him, not teaching people to, you know. That salvation is only through Christ and you're supposed to give your life to Christ and make him your Lord and Savior. Jesus never said to any of the disciples to make him their Lord and Savior. So where did this all come from? Anyways, my bad, Mikey. I'm going to wave at some of the people in in the live. But, you know, we'll deal with that for another time, for another day. Or we'll deal with that in a few. But getting back on to my story... 17 to 18 right when I was about 17 to 18 I officially gave up Christianity it finally clicked in my head that Christianity was given to us during slavery and I could no longer subscribe to a certain ideology that was given to my ancestors and inflicted on my ancestors through slavery and you know even more so this this religion was used against us it was used against us to make us more subservient and for us to instill or for us to have a white savior complex mentality. To to have this mentality of, of thinking of, of another, another set of people as being superior to us. And you hear black people in the church. It don't matter if he was black. It don't matter if he was white. It don't matter if he was purple, green, yellow. As long as he died for my sins... As long as he died on the cross and raised from the dead, I don't care what color he was, as long as he died for my sin like this, this shucking and jiving, this this tap dancing. If it doesn't matter what his skin color was, why you got white Jesus on the wall? That's what I wanna know. If if it doesn't matter what color he was, why why you get so offended <laughs> when I when I insult White Jesus, what like, that don't make no type of sense to me. They get offended. They will get offended. You try and, and cause harm to the image of a white Jesus picture, they will want to fight you. And it's so ironic. These Christians practice idolatry. Do you think Jesus would approve of you hanging big pictures of him up on a wall and saying that? That's idolatry. Because who's to say Jesus looks like that? Christians a lot of Christians practice idolatry giving praise to an image to an idol to a book that was created by men they Christians practice idolatry Hebrew Israelites practice idolatry they they create their own special images of of Christ and and give praise to it a lot of y'all practice idolatry and you don't want to admit it now is Jesus white is Jesus black he's neither because he didn't exist. Jesus is a symbol. He could be whoever you want him to be. For the Asians, they're going to make an Asian Jesus. For the Mexicans, they're going to make a Mexican Jesus. Ironically, for the black people, we're still going to praise a white Jesus. <laughs> just is what it is. But Jesus is whoever you make him out to be. So for different sets of people, they will create Jesus in their image. Because Jesus is more than just a person. Jesus is a symbol. Jesus is an, uh, an uh, what you call it, an ideology. Now, Christ is a title. Christ is a state of consciousness that Jesus was in, right? So, don't get it, pause, do the point of connection. Uh, so, don't get it twisted. Jesus is a symbol of a person who have tapped into Christ's consciousness. Christ means the anointed one. Christ comes from the word Christ. From the Egyptians or from, um, from the kemetic people. That symbolized a messianic figure. Or an anointed person. Or somebody who was anointed for a certain purpose. Basically a hero. The Haru. Wave at uh, Miss Abina. What's good? So don't get it twisted. Don't, don't get caught up in, in irrelevant arguments. People be having all type of irrelevant arguments. Is Jesus white or black? Do black people need to praise Jesus? And I'm at a point now where I don't really care. If you want to give your life to Christ, so be it. Just don't come over here barking up my tree telling me what I need to believe in and what I don't need to believe in. You know what I'm saying? Don't come on, on, my, on my field and try and tell me what I need to believe in and try and tell me that what I'm believing in is wrong and I need to give my life to Christ. And, and God warned me. I had, a, I had a person tell me that God warned me and I'm his prophet. He warned me to tell you that you need to repent. I said, what in the what is going on here? Like, how spooked out you got to be to come on my platform and tell me that God told you to tell me to repent? Why couldn't he tell me himself? And see, I kind of feel like God is a coward because I feel like, well, they're God. I feel like their God is a coward because why he got to have hitmen? to come to my page why can't he just tell me himself why he got to have messengers to try and tell me about what's going on why, why he got to have hitmen to try and <laughs> come on my platform and tell me to my face that i need to repent why can't he just tell me himself why can't he just come to me in a dream in a vision he do it for for paul he did it for john he did it for all these apostles and and people that you read in the bible I'm not hard to find, but yet you telling me to find Jesus. Where is this nigga at? How are you going to tell me to find Jesus? Where Where is he at? Where? I don't understand it. Find Jesus. Why can't he find me? It's beyond me. I don't even know. I don't even understand it. Like, when people tell me to find Jesus, I just ask them, like, send me the location. Just, just airdrop me the location of where Jesus is at. They can never do it. I don't even know how you can have a personal relationship with somebody you never seen, you never heard from. The whole shebang. But getting back to my story, right? When I officially let go of Christianity, it was refreshing. But at the same time, I had so much rage towards Christianity. Because I I felt like I was deceived all my life. And this is what will happen when you wake up. When you first wake up and you understand what's going on, you're going to be mad. Because you're going to feel like you was let down all your life. You're going to feel like, Damn, I've been deceived. Why didn't my parents know? Why didn't my family know? Why didn't anybody tell me sooner? So you're going to be mad. You're going to be in a constant rage when you first wake up. And while this rage is valid, it shouldn't be executed. Because that rage is going to look foolish to a lot of people. That rage is going to cause you... To have unnecessary conversations with people, unnecessary arguments with people, causing unnecessary tension with people that you love. You have to learn how to tame and control and utilize that power, that anger, for it to be constructive. You don't want to go out there and and you you make an unnecessary noise. (laughs) Because it's not going to benefit you in the end. And then once years have passed, you're going to be like, you know what, I shouldn't have... You know, come came at my, my family like that. There could have been a better way for me to have a conversation with them about this. Because I'm going to tell you, like, the first thing I wanted to do uh, when I got out of Christianity, the first thing I wanted to do was tell my family. That's the first thing I wanted to do. I wanted to run and tell my parents, did y'all know Jesus don't exist? Worst thing I could have ever done was tell my family the news. Did you know Jesus don't exist? They thought I was crazy. And I couldn't hear enough from my mother that the devil was setting up plans to deceive me and setting up plans to turn me away from God because he knew that I was God's greatest soldier, one of God's greatest soldiers, everything I couldn't hear enough of it. They told the pastor, the pastor putting little things into the sermon, you know what I'm saying. I was telling them about how uh when we Christianity they gave Christianity to our ancestors during slavery. My mom was like, I don't care nothing about that' I don't care nothing about no, what they engaged with during slavery. Jesus is my Lord and Savior because my grandma, my grandma took me to church and, and her mother took her. To, and it's it's instilled in them to a to a point where it's cognitive dissonance. And so it gets to a point to where you can't speak sense into them. And that's why it's irrelevant to even have the conversation. You have to cut the conversation short as soon as possible. As soon as possible when it comes to Uh, family members they don't care about no what we received during slavery I even had a family member try and tell me what we got soul food during slavery you gonna stop eating chicken (laughs) I said what we got soul food during slavery. you gonna stop eating chicken I said this Negro you gonna compare things that we had to create in order to survive during slavery to something that was enforced in 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 And something that was inflicted on us and forced on us in order for for us to be more subservient to the slave master. Those are two different things, fam. Now, granted, the eating habit of soul food, yeah, is detrimental to your health, eventually, over time. If you just strictly eat soul food, yes, that's going to be detrimental. But there is a healthy way for you to, to make chicken. There's a healthy way for you to make some cornbread and some greens and some yams and all this other type of stuff. Now. But you can't compare the two. Those are two different things. So anyways. Somebody said soul food got a higher body count than the police. Well you're not lying about that. Because the number one thing that's that's killing black people is what? Heart failure? liver Liver disease? Heart failure? All those type of things. So it's not that far off. Healing from religion trauma has been the toughest, and we definitely going to get into that in a second. But from religious trauma, healing from religious trauma is is a journey. I will tell you that. It's crazy the amount of fear instilled um, instilled in people through Christianity. Facts, facts to the core, and we're going we're going to deal with that in a second because oh, uh, let me wave at this person because what happens is you the trauma doesn't just come from the church it comes from your family as well and once you get out of the the church and once you get out of christianity now you look like an enemy now you look stupid now you look like the ignorant one and so like when i got out of christianity and i wanted to tell my family i didn't understand right i thought this was news i thought this was something that Many people didn't know about, so I was like, let me go and tell my family. Terrible. Worst thing I could have ever did. Because <laughs> they started looking at me crazy. They over here questioning my life, and and my, my, my dad giving me like five different analogies about the Bible and, and about God. I said, Lord, have mercy. What does this have to do with anything I just said? My dad, he coming in in, in my bedroom and, and having a conversation, he was like, you know how you got to put a fan together. And you can't make that fan without a manual because how are you going to be able to make the fan without a manual? So the Bible is like that manual in order for you to build your life together before you leave this earth. The Bible is like a biblical instruction before leaving the earth. I say you got that. Like like what? You reading from Google now? Like that's the first time I heard that acronym was on Google. The biblical instruction before leaving earth. Give me a break. The man making up all different type of ideologies, all different type of analogies to try and come to a conclusion to try and make me believe that the God in the Bible exists. And it didn't help. Because there was no form of proof that they could provide to me on that this deity, this entity in the Bible existed. It didn't. And the only thing that religious family members or religious friends or religious people have to offer to you is fear. That's the only thing they have to offer to you is fear. When trying to speak some sense into you doesn't work, oh, that's the devil. Oh, the devil leading you straight. Okay, you keep on. You ain't going to see heaven. You going to hell. Oh, there goes Judgment Day. You better repent. Oh, you demonic. You evil. Oh, I don't want to be around you because I don't know what type of spirits are around you. And it's the irony, the irony of Christians to even say these type of things to somebody who is trying to transition out of Christianity and personally trying to seek for the knowledge himself or themselves. And instead of you trying to offer some form of guidance, trying to understand what is it about a certain family member or your child, you want to shame them. You want to condemn them back into Christianity. I don't know what's gotten into you, and you just you just being so foolish and you being so ignorant. And I don't know what's gotten into you, and 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 you you have been yourself lately, and you don't want to talk to nobody. And, and is that why you want to be so sad and just talking down on your child? I've seen it happen. <laughs> Not even just in my household. I've seen it personally happen with other people. The parents just talking down, just shaming their child on an everyday basis on a daily basis just because they have grown out of religion it's sickening and it's a, it's a certain type of trauma that kinda it doesn't go away unfortunately it's something that you really have to learn to cope with and also learn how to utilize it's something that you have to cope with and you have to learn you have to learn how to utilize that pain and really practice alchemy and transform that pain into power Someone said parents could be worse than the devil. In some cases, they are. You know what I'm saying? In some cases, they are the devil in that context. So, but, you know, getting out, of, getting out of Christianity and hearing it from my parents and then the pastor over here making sermons and stuff like that. I remember when, right, I graduated high school and they had like a little celebration thing at the church. And I'm at the the front row. I'm at the front row. And the pastor is instilling or he's he's putting into his sermon of what I was talking with my parents about how Christianity was given us, uh, given to us during slavery. And I've talked about this before. I've talked about this in a couple of my podcast episodes, but he was saying <laughs> how there's some people out there who believe that, you know, they don't want to give their life to Christ because because you know, Christianity was 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 given us during slavery. something of that sort right we like but i stopped by to let you know that we wouldn't have known god we wouldn't have known jesus if it wasn't for slavery amen you better tell it pastor i said what (laughs) that was your explanation that that that's your response to what i had to say was that we wouldn't have known god if it wasn't for slavery what we wouldn't have known god if it wasn't for slavery. I said, Lord, have mercy. It's not like we had any type of spiritual traditions or or any type of, you know, spiritual systems before Christianity, before slavery, before colonialism. We were just out there lost, just swinging from vines and and playing in dirt. That's that's what we mostly think of what Africa is anyway. It's ridiculous. I left church when the pastor was preaching about how women have no place teaching and keep and uh keep quiet when men are teaching. I said, nope, this ain't right. And a lot of, uh, believe it or not, a lot of churches do teach that. Miss Pari was good. Um, So getting beaten and such and such and work to death was necessary to know an imaginary entity that somehow is above our divine traditions that already made us gods and beyond. That sounds about right. That's a diabetes talking. Wow, yo. Miss Olivia, what's good? Christians hate women. Hey, that's a whole nother topic for another day. But the way that they restrict women oh, um I just uploaded a reel, um, with one of my, my good friends, Sage. I just uploaded a YouTube video uh, not YouTube, an Instagram reel about, you know, the divine whore. And I love the hoes. But <laughs> I just uploaded a reel about um the divine harlot, the the sacred harlot. And um You know, once we get done with this podcast, if y'all haven't seen the reel and stuff like that, you know, y'all can check that out and things of that nature. But I was just, I was mind blown. I was just, it was just mind boggling to hear that. And and like hearing all the black people in the church, not one black person in that church thought it was kind of weird for him to say that. I was just sitting there like, well, I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Black people are really trying to find any way to condone them knowing about Christianity through slavery anything if it's if it's not well Christianity was in Africa before Europe is gonna be well that's not that's not the same thing how can you say it's not the same thing or you're not practicing the same thing when you really you really had to mix in your African traditions with Christianity when you go into a Baptist Church and people are falling out and people speaking in tongues do you know that's a form of voodoo? you low-key having a, a a voodoo session at the altar. one of my one of my teachers back in college was saying like, if you if you go to a voodoo ritual or or a voodoo uh, session and you go to a revival at a Baptist church it's it's the same thing. You can't tell the difference, and that's what a lot of black people had to do. They had to mix in their spiritual traditions within Christianity. Just like how we had to mix in the ways that we would talk to one another. But you know. Oh, dang. I forgot my train of thought. What was I saying? (laughs) Dang, I hate when that happens. Yeah, they talk about how light language is demonic. Sounds like speaking in tongues. That's what I was talking about. I was talking about voodoo. God doesn't want you to have any sense of entitlement any sense of it I mean like really to really be feel like you low. I can tell you how many Christians have told me this past week you need to be humble you need to humble yourself but don't worry God gonna humble you I said what I'm good on that please you can keep that Kool-Aid God gonna humble you don't you worry now God gonna humble you you need to humble yourself why it reminds me of a of a song that they used to sing in church. And I remember it like the back of my hand. It's like, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. It's gonna stop pausing on me, yo. Can y'all hear me? This thing getting on my nerves. <laughs> I don't even know why it's doing this to me. All right, I can see myself. But the song basically goes like, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody and and that's basically how the song goes and I'm just like when I think back on it that's a very terrible song to sing in church I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody it might sound good I'm just a nobody I'm just a low down dirty sinner I ain't nothing and these are the things that they will say These are the things that they will say in church. We deserve to go to hell. We deserve the the worst punishment of them all. But God, but Jesus came and saved us and came and and rescued us and died on the cross and and took my sins. And people falling out to that. People just falling out. Jesus told his disciples that you're the light of the world. This was before he died. works I do, you could do also and greater. This is before he died. The kingdom of heaven it's within you. This was before he died. Jesus made it known to his disciples and to other people that you're God in the flesh. And that it's these Pharisees, it's this false God that have tricked you out of your own divinity. Have tricked you into believing that you're not worth anything. That's why he talked about the analogy of, of the prodigal son. And different allegories that he would use in order to bring out talking about the divinity of, of mankind. But for some reason, a lot of people don't grasp that. A lot of people would like to grasp onto the fear and to the low self esteem, and yet in the Bible it tells you there is no condemnation to those in Christ. So what are we doing? It tells you in your Bible there's no condemnation to those in Christ. So why do you still think of yourself as low down, a sinner? And you're supposed to identify yourself you're supposed to identify yourself with Christ. But even Christ said that you're greater than him. He said, "The works I do, you could do also, and greater." Christ even took a step back and said, you greater than me," and yet they still can't grasp onto that. Anyways, completely beyond me. The analogy was an allegory between self-divinity and the ego getting in the way, exactly. Uh, what if aliens are angels, but the Matrix say aliens because it sounds more fearful? I don't think about. I don't know about that. But Lord, the connection just ain't ain't trying to work in my favor today. But anyways. So as time went on, you know, I eventually came down to this conclusion of omniism. I came down to this conclusion of basically talking about or basically to to this philosophy that everything is the same thing, just said in a different way. Basically that the truth is one but people call it by many different names, people express it in many different ways, there's many different songs. You know. There's going to be many different songs, many different genres. But the beat, the harmony, the centerpiece of it will always be the same. It's not even the Wi-Fi, yo. It's Instagram. Because my Wi-Fi is good. My Wi-Fi is, is it's on three bars. So I really don't know what's going on with it. I love Christianity. When I ask my Bible college professor, how come uh, we don't worship our Divine Mother? Oh, dang. <laughs> and that's another thing. Them Christians, they don't like you talking about the Divine Mother Goddess. Lord forbid you bring up the mother goddess. I don't even know how you can have a father god and a son god, and it doesn't make sense to you to have a mother goddess, a mother god. It just never rang a bell. I remember the the same pastor that I went, you know, went to church to at the time. He even brought up the concept of the mother god, in in the church, and everybody was just appalled, because he was talking about how his daughter was walking in the mall and somebody came up to her and asked her about, have you ever heard of the mother goddess? And I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. Jesus, help him. I'm just like, <laughs> is it that hard to believe <laughs> that there is a feminine aspect to God? They have really did a number on women in the church. It's unbelievable. The way that they talk about divine feminine energy is just completely beyond me. How is a woman supposed to embody divine feminine energy from a male, from a masculine entity. Does that make sense? That don't even make sense to me. How are, How is a woman supposed to learn how to embody divine feminine energy from a male figure? That don't make no type of sense. It don't add up to me. But after all of that you, or moving on from that when I express to people my ideologies Christians look at me a little slow. When I tell them that The way that I see life is just like if you go to school and you got to learn different curriculums in order to go to the next level, that's what I'm doing. I'm learning different curriculums in order to surpass my current form of enlightenment, my current form of of my spiritual journey. Whereas you keep focusing on one curriculum, you're never going to surpass or go to the next level because you keep focusing on that one curriculum. You can't pass school by just focusing on science or by just focusing on English or just focusing on history. You ain't gotta master all the curriculums, but you at least got to know them to a certain extent in order to go to the next stage. And Christians are stagnant. There are religious people who are stagnant to where they refuse to go to the next level because they dress so concerned with math or they just so concerned with the science. Or they're just so concerned with their personal ideology they don't care about nobody else's ideology as long as jesus christ is in their life lord have mercy but to end this out right there is a particular woman and i don't know if i could play it on my or play it on my phone so that people can how do you do this hopefully i can do it and they don't mess up the live stream well that's not the button I don't even know how you do this. I don't know if they took it away or what. I don't even know. They used to have a button on here where you could just add like videos and different things of that nature. It's not on there. But there was a video I was going to show y'all of this woman and her mother going back and forth about Christianity. And that's what I was going to like also get into and break down and things of that nature. But I can't find the button. (laughs) Or the button is no, no longer there so I don't even know. I guess Instagram took that away. Power that you about, uh-huh.
2: power, in the name of Jesus. Mommy, I I'm already free. Yes. Free. I'm more free than you know. You and I don't have to free. explain anything to you. I feel, I feel, I feel you, you feel right like you don't. And I know that the God I kneel down for, the Holy Spirit uh-huh. that is controlling this atmosphere. That is controlling this atmosphere already not, not is already destroyed and modified there's nothing so manipulating me there's no wow. evil around me That's don't sour. make me tell you again to stop speaking words Seriously. over me because the words that you're speaking over me are more powerful coming out of my mouth than yours oh, so, so let me tell you Seriously. yes they are Seriously. they are because i know who i am because I know who I am. I who okay, so if you know who you are, who you would be God. careful what you speak over I me. In Jesus your belief, you and Jesus, Jesus are welcome Jesus. to go about your day, okay? Jesus. No, everything yes. that does not concern me it is not yours. Watch yourself. Please. 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 Anyway, I'm okay. Are you okay? Oh, she say that upset you. Telling me to hurry up and rush when she's going back and forth with you early in the morning. Oh, yeah. That's right right ready, let's go. Just because what? I don't believe what you believe does not mean I'm demonic, okay? My, you also, you don't own me my because I own myself. My, my, it's not I'm sorry you, that you don't. I, mean, I, I, my, I'm my sorry that you want really to own me so bad. That There's, no par- power me. Really? There's no demonic power that's destroying me. There's no demonic power that's turning me against really? you. The only person to turn me against you, quote, unquote, is you because really? of how you treat really? me. Yes. Anyway, you it's because can, you of how you treat see. me That I you treat you how see. I treat you You are the only person that has hurt me I, I, if, if I, I treat, you, me, you, the, how I treat you, you How do I treat you, you? you that No day. that's not true If I, I treated treat you, you how you treated day. me If I treated you but how you treat me dealing with you. If I treated I'm you, dealing you dealing
1: how you treat me There's no demon So there's a lot of trauma going on here Right There's a lot of trauma going on With This mother and the daughter And so the mother, this is a Nigerian mother, and basically the daughter has made it known to the mother that she has changed her beliefs and she is going on a different path on her spiritual journey or she has been going on a different path. The daughter is 25 years old and she's having this back and forth conversation. Who knows how many times she has had this conversation with her mother. It's probably been countless times. I can only imagine how many times he has been stressed out by her mother, just because of different sets of beliefs. I I remember all the conversations <laughs> I have had with my mother when it came to me having a different set of beliefs, a whole set of them. I remember there was a time when we was on our way to school, and she wanted to bring up Pascal's wager through um, Joyce Myers. Joyce Myers brings up Pascal's wager. And basically said that, you know, Joyce Meyer said that, uh you know, it's better to believe in God and then find out he isn't real than to not believe in God and then find out he is real. Thought she killed with that. or oh, she thought she killed that. And I was like, so you're telling me that you don't know? a brain it malfunctioned right there. She was like, what? What you mean? I said, so what you're telling me is that you don't know if your God exists or not. She's like, what are you talking about? I say, you just told me that it's better to believe than to not believe. And so we can't really determine whether or not what you believe in is true. So just because of the punishment of what could happen if we don't believe, it's better for us to believe. That's what you're telling me. You're telling me that you don't know if your God is real or not. She get mad. She get (laughs) livid. See oh boy you know when, 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 I don't know what's gotten into you I w I don't know what's gotten into you but, but you, know, you need to go on get my get on back to God, cause, cause, cause I I I'm just like I'm so calm and collect about it. I start chuckling. I said what <laughs> why are you getting upset? I just calmly intellectually rebuttal your argument. For you to tell me that it's better for me to believe than to not believe. Means that you don't really know. That's what you're telling me. You're telling me that you don't really know if what you believe in is really foundational. You don't have to believe if the sky is blue. You don't have to believe if the sun will come up tomorrow. You don't have to believe that whatever time it is, it's that time. Because you just know. You don't have to believe in a solar system. You just know. You have to believe in a God. You have to believe in a Savior. I don't. The savior that I'm supposed to cling to, I see in the mirror every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's, it's it's light work. And yes, Christians do say that a lot. I hear a lot of Christians say that it's better for you to believe than to not believe. But they're telling themselves by doing that. They're telling themselves real quick. And it's, it's sad. You know, and how you see with this mother and this daughter. And if you just hear the conversation and how it escalates, you, it, it, there's a lot of trauma there for both on both ends. The mother inflicting her trauma onto the child and the child trying to trying to tell the mother of the harm and the trauma that she's inflicting on her is ridiculous. But I have a couple of slides and I I wish I could show y'all on here, but I have them up on my laptop and I have a couple of slides on basically mature ways to respond. Did I have them on here? But I don't care. God dang it. I don't have them on my laptop. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> but I I had a set of slides that I had um, set up on basically different arguments that Christians will bring up, and then I had mature ways that you could. This uh, let me take this what you call this thing, this filter off because it's ain't making me look so good. Let me try and uh, there it is. Wait, oh no, this is good enough. We, we'll deal with this. And then we just. Put that back over there, wave at some of the people they need something outside of themselves to feel power. most of them do low key all right, but yeah, I had a slide basically breaking down how like you know there's different ideologies and different sets of beliefs that people will try to inflict on you, and I wish I could does anybody know if they' gotten rid of the the thing that you add on? Let me see. They couldn't have gotten rid of it. I think they did. I think they got rid of the button. Where you could add pictures. And all this other type of stuff. That's ridiculous. Anyways. Phoenix. Was, was good. Anyways. But. I'll just conclude it with this. There will come a time. When you will deal with family members. You will deal with people that you love. And they will try to come at you. In many different ways. They will try to attack you they would try to attack your identity. They would try and low blow you and I mean you could be at the lowest point in your life and they would throw it back at you just to say that this is what happens when you ain't got God in your life. This is what happens when you ain't got Jesus in your life. They will do it as as Christ like as they like to assume that they are. They will do it. And they will use all type of tactics on you. One of the major tactics that my mom tried to use on me was You know, your grandma used to believe and and your granddad believed and you're just going to give up what what your grandma and your granddad taught us. and, And I'm just like, I'm not going to live my life based on what they believed because what they believed could have been wrong. And it was. I can't depend. I can't live my life out based on what they used to believe. There were certain things that people used to believe in the 1900s. We don't believe now in the 2000s. Things need to change. So, so what you're telling me is 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 that you just don't care. You just don't care what they used to, what your grandma taught you. You just, you just don't care. What, just trying to say anything, <laughs> to try and manipulate me back into to, to Christianity, but in the worst way. There was no form of like guidance. There was no form of sincerity or nurturing. Or I used to be here too, and her time. There was no form of that. It was just anger and fear. That's what it was. That's all it was. That's all they can give you. Because that's what they have. That's what they've made their foundation on. That's what they have built their foundation on. When, when you really get to the nitty gritty. Of a lot of people's belief in their faith. It's not Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. <laughs> it's I ain't trying to go to hell. And this is my insurance. A lot of people believe in it because they've they've been taught to believe it. It's been passed down to them. It's not because they think God is real. It's not because they they just feel in their heart or they just had a personal experience and they got a personal relationship. A lot of it was passed down. A lot of them have been programmed to believe what they believe. Some of them believe it because it's just the easy way out. It's just the easy way. They don't want to cause too much conflict. It's just a better way to believe. It's ridiculous. If it's not that, they're gonna try and compare you to other other people. They're gonna try and shame you, or or you ain't a part of the family. I, they, there's some people they have gone to the extremes of kicking out their own children, because they've given up Christianity. That's against the Bible. <laughs> really, it is against the Bible to kick out your own family, your own children, because of different sets of beliefs. You just threw all your morals, all your standards. You you threw Christ, everything out the window because your child stopped believing in Christ. And you know what's crazy, I have a Christian friend, and when her have conversations and stuff like that, she gets in amazed. She's just amazed that somehow I can just be cordial, I can be Christ, I can be godly, and have Baphomet up on my wall. And got Baphomet around my neck. And and see over here, I just don't understand Tyra. How can you know so much about the Bible? And how can you just be such a nice man? How can you just be so good? All this stuff. She was like you, you like low key it's a turn on and I just don't understand how can you how can you be this way and just not be a Christian? I said you know how ignorant you sound. You 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 so and and, and I said this respectfully to her. I said you you Christians are so arrogant. You think your way is the only way and you thinking that because I'm a good person at heart. And I have my own set of beliefs and my own standards that it just automatically has to relate to yours. It's ridiculous. Just because I carry myself like a decent person doesn't mean that I have to correlate or connect with your God or your religion. It is possible for people to be decent human beings, for them to be good people and not subscribe to your God. Now, at the same time, I'm not saying that I haven't learned a lot from the Christian faith. I'm not saying that I don't carry certain beliefs or certain principles from the Christian faith. But I don't have to subscribe to the ideology or the label of being a Christian. I just don't. And one way that you can really combat your family and your friends or people in your life when it comes to these type of topics. Number one, always keep in mind not to have a debate with them. Always keep in mind not to have an argument with them. Don't set the tension don't say any triggering words because it's not going to end out in your favor. You don't want to tell them things that even even if they are belittling you or, or they trying to come at you sideways. And I know they get they don't push your buttons and everything of that matter, <laughs> but it's never in your best interest to push their buttons first. It's never in your best interest to attack them or to insult them if you're trying to reason with them because they might get offended, they might be enraged for the first five to 10 minutes, then they might cool down. But it comes to a point where even if they go to the extreme, you have to learn how to isolate yourself, you have to learn how to have your own personal inner peace in order for you to really be content in who you are. Because sometimes you might get to a point where you're gonna feel uncomfortable in your own household, you're gonna feel uncomfortable around certain friends, around certain family members, to a point where you start to question your own belief. Like dang Dwight. It, 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 like it's what I believe in. Like, <laughs> it, it, am I even really going down the right pathway? You And You, you never want to get to that point. You never want to get to a point where you start to question your own beliefs. That you know to be true. But because of family members and because of manipulation tactics. You start to question your own spiritual journey. You don't want to get to a point where you start to turn back. To Christianity. where you start to turn back to your old ways. where you start to turn back to the old programming. You're trying to get to a point of deprogramming yourself. Because even if you've turned away from your spiritual journey. Or, or you t- excuse me not your spiritual journey. You've turned away from Christianity. A lot of people still have that programming in their subconscious mind. So they can, they can talk about how much they don't like Christianity. How much they don't like the faith. But that programming is still in their subconscious mind. And that's why sometimes it's so easy for them to turn back to the church, to turn back to Christianity, because it never left them to begin with. This is something that has been ingrained and instilled in them from birth. From the womb It's not going to take overnight for you to get over Christianity. And yes, you have to leave the dead with the dead. It's, it's never in your best interest to just go back and forth with people who are always going to seek to misunderstand you. Friends, family, they don't care who it is. Or it doesn't matter who it is. They're always going to try and find a way to misunderstand you, to to twist your words, to claim that you're of the devil, to claim you're demonic. They might even go out of their way to try and use triggering words to try and trigger you and and make you look bad. But it's only going to make them look bad because they're not in their faith. They're not practicing their faith. They're not practicing their beliefs because they're supposed to be Christians. They're supposed to be people of Christ. They're supposed to spread love to the world, and yet they're the ones harassing you. They're the ones striking fear and harm into you, and yet there's no spirit. It tells you in the Bible, there is no spirit of fear for those who are in Christ. So who are they to judge you? Who are they to inflict fear into you? And yet it tells it tells them in their Bible, do not judge. Judge not lest you be judged. And yet Christians are the most judgmental people in the world. When it comes to different Aspects of belief—they're the first ones to tell somebody such and such is demonic, such and such is witchcraft, such and such is evil—and yet the Bible doesn't instruct. It, it does not instruct them to do that. Jesus never informed them to to call out evil when they see evil in the world. You're supposed to be talking about the kingdom. It's behind me. But you never want to feed into your ego. When you're having conversations with Christian people or religious people, it's just never going to work in your favor because they're feeding into their, they're feeding into their own ego as well. They're the ones that are also feeding into their own ego. So for you to have this back and forth bickering with them, you have your ego and they have their ego. It's just never going to work out. So you're just better off (laughs) doing you just trying to find a middle ground, trying to be like, I hear you. I understand where you're coming from. I've evolved from that. I just know I'm going to believe in that. They're going to ask you all these tricky questions and all this this type of stuff. Well, what do you believe in? Listen, (laughs) if I tell you, you're not going to understand it to begin with. So we'll just leave it at that. We'll just say, I have a different set of beliefs. I don't believe in in a God outside of myself. You can keep it cordial, keep it simple and sweet. If they don't understand it, it's not for them to understand. (laughs) They're going to try and pick your brain and everything all they want. It just is what it is. So, that's all I have for you for today. Alright, it's 9 o'clock. I've been doing this since like 7, so I think we we got enough content as it is. (laughs) But I think everybody, you know, for people who done chimed in, people who done stayed, people who are watching this, re-watching this and stuff like that, shout out to everybody who's been listening to me on the podcast. And I'm going to have this uploaded sometime during this week. Make sure you like this video if you're watching this on YouTube. Make sure you like it if you're on Spotify. Make sure you uh, respond to the answer, the question and, and answer thing that I have for you to tell me your best part, the, your favorite part within this podcast episode. Make sure that you subscribe to me on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram at the Omnius Room. Follow me also on Spotify, turn on your notifications so you get that next podcast episode. Thank all the people who've been watching me and listening to me on, on the Instagram and the views and stuff, even if y'all, <laughs> even if y'all dipped out for a little bit and stuff like that. So, Y'all very much appreciated, it. And, uh, yeah. If y'all have to eat, go ahead and get you something to eat. I'm going to go find me a little snacky snack or something of that matter. And,
0: uh, until next time.